Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Is anybody else like this? This heart rehab is just hitting you in your soul, your yeah. neck, yeah. your esophagus. <laughs> Greet the people, Mrs. Hi, Flowers. Hi, guys. I'm here. It's a heart rehab. Heart and rehab. I'm, and I'm here once again. It's, it's a blessing to be here this evening. Yes. On this Sunday Evening, yes. praise the Lord. Hot rehab. We don't have blizzard conditions we in, in this Houston, thing. Texas. Man, praise the, the, the invasion is has <laughs> has ceased. Yes, my God. And this this particular message on tonight, um, I really haven't heard it dealt with in the perspective that we're going to touch it on tonight. But I believe it is going to greatly bless your life. Let us know where you're from, drop in the room, and how this heart rehab series is blessing your life. We have a lot to share with you, so we want to get straight to work. Our foundational text is coming from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, we're just going to read just two verses, verses 18 and 19. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Can I get somebody to drop in the room because I'm not going that way. I'm not going that way. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Our clause of concern and the verse that we believe is going to serve us well for the time that we have together on tonight lives in verse 18 where the text says, forget the former things. Yeah. Don't dwell on the past. See, th th there's, there's this thing that we want to talk about on tonight. We just feel led and we are being obedient to the Holy Spirit. There is this issue there is this, this particular thing in our lives that is implementing, that is keeping us from implementing what our foundational text tells us to do. Forget the former things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this blockade. There is this boulder. Mm -hmm. There is this wall. There is this barrier that keeps us from advancing. Yes. That keeps us from experiencing evolution. Mm -hmm. That is keeping us from having the ability to have our hearts rehabilitated. It's keeping us from the ability to press. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul lets us know, listen, I press, I press towards the mark. So Paul is saying, listen, um, I'm not saying I have it all together. Right. I'm not saying that I am perfect. Right. I'm not saying that I've mastered this thing, nor am I saying I have arrived. But there's one thing I do have, one thing I do have, and that is the ability to forget those things which are behind. I'm not perfect, but I have learned how to forget things that are behind me. I have learned I cannot move forward and consume former at the same time. Right. I'm not perfect, but I have learned that there are entries with exits. Yeah. Why are we preaching like this in the introduction? I, know, but you know, go ahead on. I have learned that entries are married to exits. Mm -hmm. A lot of us want the entry, but it only happens if you exit. Yeah. If I want to enter into peace, I'm going to have to exit into exit from chaos. Yeah. And I wonder if there's anybody watching this message. You want the blessing of entry, but you don't want the sacrifice of exit. Ooh. Paul is saying, listen, I don't have everything together. But one thing I do understand, I understand that I can't reach for my upward calling mm -hmm. while dating my downward craving. I can't do it. That's for somebody. I, I, I learned that endings are married to sendings. Yeah. <laughs> endings are married to sendings. Yeah. There are certain things that heaven wants to send, but I cannot send until that ends. And sometimes God helps us. I want to send this in your life so bad that I'm going to end this for you. That's good. That's good. I, I, I don't have it all together, but I have learned how to forget those things which are behind. Sometimes yes. it hurts. Sometimes it hurts. But one of the things that we are trying to articulate to you is, yes, it may hurt to let it go, but it'll hurt more if you remain. That's it. it may hurt if you let go, but it'll hurt, it'll hurt more if you remain. Because sometimes, watch this, sometimes the hardest thing and the healthiest thing 
are one and the same. Sometimes the hardest thing and the healthiest thing are one and the same. It's going to be hard to let this go, but it's healthy for my soul if I let it go. It's going to be hard to unlearn the lessons from my first teacher, but it's going to be healthy for my soul if I unlearn the lessons that mama taught me and that church taught me and my father taught me. It's going to be hard for me to unlearn looking to my money as my resource. It's going to be hard for me to change that, but it's, it's healthy for me to recognize that God is my source. Good. It may hurt, and you might even cry. But one thing that we have learned is sometimes tears are actually watering the seed of your evolution. Hmm. Did y'all hear us? Sometimes tears are just watering the seeds of your evolution. Yeah. And the reason the Holy Spirit has been using this series... And the reason this series is hitting so hard is because God is after the heart. God is after our hearts. He is seeking to rehabilitate our heart. Because if I have their heart, then I will also have their yes. Yes. I want your heart because if I have your heart, then I will have your yes. Mm. You're scared, yes. You're uncertain, yes. You're unsure, yes. All I need is your yes. Mm -hmm. Because if I have your heart, then now I can have your compliance. This is so good, y'all. If I can have your heart, then I can have your compliance. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times the reason we hurt ourselves and the way we hurt ourselves is when we try to make what God wants to be a page a chapter. <laughs> this is so good. How long have we been up here? Like five, six minutes? I'm sweating like this. This is so good. We're hurt because you want it to be a chapter. But God said, no, that's just a page. Yeah. That's just a page. What we feel led to talk about on tonight, we would like to speak around this thought from this subject when you miss them. Hmm. When you miss them. We're not preaching typical messages about how to get over it. No, we're trying to preach to you how to get through it. Amen. And understand, missing them is not always a person. A lot of us miss what we call normal before the pandemic. I miss all of that. Right. I miss that position. I miss that place. Right. What do you do when you miss it? In other words, a foundational text says, forget the former things. But what do you do, church family, when you miss the former thing? Don't dwell on the past. I'm doing a new thing. Can't you perceive it? But what do you do when you don't see the new thing because you're still missing the old thing? Mm, mm, mm. So God, would you, would you flood the atmosphere? Your presence is already here. Would you touch the hearts of your people? Well, we could recognize a process, the process of having heart rehabilitation is to change our hearts so much so to where we no longer even desire what we used to want. God, help our desires become your desires. That way we can get the desires of our heart because our desire is your desire. Purge us, oh God, so we can stop missing what was killing us. In Jesus' name, we love you, we honor you, anoint our lips as the PA system of heaven. In Jesus' name. And everybody who agrees to that prayer, would you drop in the room, amen. 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 Foundational text says, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? And we just feel led by the Spirit. I hear you. I hear you, Jay. I hear you, T. But could you deal with when I miss what God said, forget? How do I handle that? It's confession time. It's short, but it's profound. Can I get everybody to drop this in the room in all caps? I need everybody to put this in the room in all caps. Are y'all ready? If you're watching this, you can say it out loud. Everybody put this in the room. Another powerful version. Another powerful version. Of me. Of me. Is emerging. Is emerging. All caps. You can put exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Another powerful version. Another powerful version. Of me. Of me. Is. Is. Emerging. Emerging. Let's get to work. Okay, so. You know, we have to identify things before we, you know, when you have a problem, you have to identify and admit that you have a problem. You know, they do that in 
rehab, right? It's heart rehab, right? Right. So the first step is admitting that you have a problem and identify what the problem is so that you can move forward Talk. and get past it, right? So the enemy, like Jerry said, uses former so that we cannot move forward, okay? That's and so I, I like to believe that the enemy uses... Say that one more time. That's oh, good. okay, The, the okay. enemy what? The enemy uses former mm -hmm. to keep us from moving forward. Good. He does that, okay? Talk. So I like to believe that he likes to steer us and traffic in three different areas, okay? Number one, comfortability. Mm -hmm. Two, familiarity. And three, history. Okay, so I'm going to go through all of these, this okay? So good. She's going fast. The enemy likes to traffic in those three things. So good. Comfortability, mm -hmm. familiarity, mm -hmm. familiarity, mm -hmm. and history. Talk. Okay, so let's start with comfortability, okay? The enemy does not want us to be outside, uh, does not want us to be inside God's will. Yeah. He wants us to stay in our comfort zone. Whereas the, in, the, the Lord does not want us to stay in comfort zones, yes. okay? He always is challenging us. The God is always pushing us. He's always, he always wants us to strive for more. But the enemy wants us to remain in comfort zones, okay? Yes. He likes us to stay there so we don't grow, so we don't move forward, hmm. so we can stay in those same type of habits. Hmm. For example... I like to be comfortable. Anybody? If I like sleep. Does anybody like sleep? <laughs> Raise your hand in the room. I like sleep. And not just sleep. I like to be comfortable in my sleep. I don't think anybody, you know, likes to be, un you know, uncomfortable. But I, I cannot be cold when I'm sleeping, right? She's not lying. I, if, if I am not warm, then I am uncomfortable. But get me right where I am, you know, warm, my feet, my nose, my face, and my hands are all like at the same temperature. Can I put you on blast? I'm great, right? Let me, let me put her on blast. This woman likes warmth so much. I do. She will get the blanket and wrap herself in I do. I'm that, I'm that one. My foot, I'm like, I have no cover. I'm that one. I, I mean, it's it. tucked. I tuck and I roll. I like being comfortable, right, in my bed. One time, one time I fell asleep on the bed and my daughter came and ripped the, the, the uh, blanket off of my head. And the way that I looked at her when she did it, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to remember that she was a six-year-old and she wasn't doing it to be like to play. She was just had something to tell me, but I was like, don't wake mommy up like that, right? <laughs> So I like being comfortable, right? Mm. Um, so those of you who like that, you know, imagine yourself being in a warm bed, right? It's time for you to get up in the morning and that alarm clock goes off. Yeah. Some of you might be familiar with that snooze button, yeah. right? That snooze button, okay? So imagine the Holy Spirit is the alarm clock. The Holy Spirit is like, it's time to get up time to start your day. It's time to move forward. It's time to be productive. It's time to get your day going, right? That's the Holy Spirit waking you up, getting you going, moving you forward, pressing you out, right? Yeah. The enemy is that snooze button, right? The enemy is just like, five more minutes. Stay there. You comfortable. You know you don't want to get out that warm bed. You press it again. Just 10 more minutes. 10 more. <laughs> 10 more minutes. All right, press it again. 15 more minutes. I'm tired. It feels so good in this bed. It's cold. Press that snooze button again. Some of y'all, this is your real life. You press that snooze button about five, five times. And before you know it, you have slept a good 30 minutes, 45 minutes too long. <laughs> and then by the time you realize it, you got to hop out of bed. You got to rush to get ready. You got to rush to work. You running red lights. You just, you getting there right when the clock, you know, five, you, you taking that five minute grace period. Yeah. At your, that you're supposed to clock in. You taking it. Okay. And usually you are not prepared. Usually you forget something. You forget mm. your lunch. You, you, you didn't put on two different pair of shoes because you are rushing. And the sad thing is that's some people's cycle, mm. right? They mm. are so comfortable in that bed, they do not want to get up. They don't want to, they don't want to, uh, they don't want to move, right? Yeah. And a lot of our lives look like that. Talk. We are just comfortable in this space. The enemy is like, just stay there. Don't move forward. You good. This, this, this right where you need to be. And the Holy Spirit is like, no, it, get up, move forward, keep going, get out of bed. 
But now the enemy's like, nah, man, it feel good. You know you don't want to get up. Just call in. Just call in. Tell them you sick. Right? That's the enemy. The enemy wants, you to, wants to keep you in this place of comfortability yeah. so that you won't move forward. A lot of our lives look, that, look mm. like that. In our relationships, in our jobs, okay, yeah. in, our, in, in, in our environments, period. We want to stay in a place that's comfortable. And, the, and God is like, this is not what I have for you anymore. Okay? Yeah. This is keeping you unproductive. Yeah. Right? Because if you stay in bed... You're not being pr- productive. You're not moving forward, okay? You're not doing what you need to do to, to start your day and, and be contributing to society. You're just in bed. Yeah. Imagine that's your life. You're just laying in bed. That, that's lazy, right? And the Holy Spirit is like, no, it's time to get up. Get moving, yeah. right? So the next one, familiarity, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you are familiar with something, you are more likely to keep doing it, Right? A lot of people, when you think about like the job market, right? So a lot of people, uh, most people know that I'm a, I'm a former teacher, right? And I taught for 13 years. And usually when they roll in like a new curriculum or a new standard or new way of th- doing things, most of the time the teachers get real annoyed. Because yeah. they're like, why are they changing this? Why are we doing this? What was wrong with the other way? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to do this. Why, you know, I, the other way was working. If it, don't bro- if it ain't broke, don't fix it, yeah. Right? Whereas a lot of times the new way that they're rolling in is more efficient and will help you do your job better and will help you do your job faster. But because we are so familiar with a certain way of doing things, we get anxiety. We're just like, oh, now I got to learn something all over again. So good. Now I got to, now I I, I just mastered this. I just got this. Now y'all doing something else. Some of us, our lives look like that as well. We are so familiar with a certain way of doing things, a certain life, a certain thought process, a certain way. We are familiar with certain things. We're not willing to step outside and learn and do something else. Okay. The enemy wants us to stay in those areas, those familiar territories, those familiar relationships, those familiar groups of people, those familiar places. He wants you to stay in those familiar places because if you get exposed to something greater, that's a better method, that's a better way, then then, then the enemy's like, man, they're moving forward. I don't want them to do that. But this is old and this is not helping me reach what I need to. If I stay like this, I'm not going to grow. I know this is comfortable. I know that this is familiar. I know this is what I'm used to. But the Lord is like, I don't want you to stick with what you're used to and what you know. I am am taking you to a new place. Mm. I am doing in you a new thing. Mm. And you you can't stay here. You can't stay in former and move forward. You can't do it. It's it's two opposite ends of the spectrum. You're either going to be former or you're going to move forward. You can't, you can't, it's going to be a tug of war. Okay. You have to say, I am leaving those things behind me. Like the, like the scripture says, and I'm pressing forward. I'm moving forward. And the enemy wants you to stay in what is familiar. So lastly, uh, uh, is, is history. Yeah. And man, this one, this one's a doozy. And, and a lot of times, the historical things in our life, historical people, historical places, historical relationships, it doesn't have to necessarily be the same people. It can be different people or different environments, but it's got the same essence. Yeah. Okay, it's got the same atmosphere. Yeah. And, be, and the enemy wants you to be, and it can be dysfunctional, right? Like we've said before, you've learned how to function in dysfunction because yeah. it's what you're used to, it's what you're familiar with, it's what you're comfortable with. This is your history, this is how your life has been. So you are comfortable, so you, are, you gravitate towards things that are historical for you, right? Yeah. So even if it's bad for you, even if it's detrimental to your health, even if it's toxic, to your well-being or your heart or your mind or emotions because it's so much of what you're used to. That's all you've known. Yeah. That's all you've known. All you've known is this way of life. All you've known is this thought process. Yeah. All you've known is people like this in your family. All you've known is abusive relationships. Hmm. All you've known is, is, uh, is, is drinking. All you've known is drugging. All you've yeah. known is living this lifestyle. All you've known is, is jobs like this. You, you, you have not been exposed. This is historical for you. Yeah. And so the enemy wants you to say, oh, you know, you, there's really nothing else better than this. This is, this is your life. Yeah. Just accept it. Yeah. This is who you are. Yeah. You, there, why, why strive for more? Why be better? This is what you know. 
This is what you're used to. Yeah. Why do something different? Why do something better? This is really the best that you can do. Mm. Like the enemy keeps spewing those lies to, his, to God's people so that they won't move forward. So that's why I said the enemy wants you to stay informer so yeah. that you won't move forward. And God is like, no, I don't want you to be comfortable. No, I don't want you to stay in what's familiar. Mm. No, I don't want you to stay in what is history. I am doing a new thing in you. I want you to move forward. I want you to, to step out on faith. I want you to think higher than what you've been thinking. I want you to live better than what you've been leaving, yeah. living. I want you to do more than what you've been doing. Because yeah. if you stay there, you're never going to grow. Yeah. So and that's good. what the enemy wants you to do. He does not want you to, be, to grow. He wants you to be stagnant. He wants you to stay right where you are. Yeah. He doesn't want you to strive for more or strive for better. And yeah. that's what God wants for us. You, you have to understand this. We're trying to expose the tactics that he's using so when God puts us in uncomfortable situations, you won't view it as you missed it. Mm -hmm. But rather, I have a different perspective. This is God rehabilitating my heart from what I used to think was normal, okay? So on, on Thursday, I was breaking down a weapon that the enemy is using is the weapon of childhood trauma. Right. Why? Right. Because he does not want us to mature. And then twofold, he wants that to have generational momentum. Amen. Wow. Another weapon that the enemy is using that we are tackling on tonight is the enticement of former. Yeah. A lot of us are stuck because we're crying over what was a life record. Right. A lot of us are stuck because we want the same conditions that created an atmosphere that was comfortable for our person, but detrimental to our spirit. And so we're saying we're missing it. But the text tells us in Isaiah, forget the former things. Yeah. Forget the former things, but what do you do when you miss the former thing? What, what do you do when God said, I'm trying to move you forward, but you want the former? Right, you like it. Y'all not talking to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, what do you do when God says, I'm doing a new thing, but you still want the old thing? God is trying to address our hearts. He is trying to address our minds. He is trying to rehabilitate us yes. so that we can give our future and our destiny the best of you, not what is left of you. Mm. Did y'all hear me? God wants to rehabilitate your, your heart to such a degree where you can give your future the best of you. Not what is left of you. Some of us watching this message, you give every area of your life fumes. Every help area. Us, your us. commitment fumes. Your marriage fumes. Your singleness fumes. Your mindset fumes. Children your fumes, children your fumes. fumes. Every area of your life, you give it fumes. And God is like, listen, I, I want you to heal. And embrace this season. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's, I know it's not the best feeling, but, but callings and comfort zones will never be romantically involved. Mm. I, I cannot launch you from a comfortable place. But we want to deal with Sometimes, sometimes we have to have this conversation and it's so difficult for us to talk about it because a lot of us have masked our injured souls with fake smiles. Yeah, you, you've, you have mastered masking your injured soul with fake smiles. Yeah. Can we go a little deeper? Many times health is not valued until sickness arrives. Right. Whew. <laughs> Many times health is not valued until sickness arrives. Have you ever had a sore throat and you just miss being able to drink water? I just miss being able to eat. Right. You didn't value that as much until you got sick. And we say this so many times, I cannot heal in the same place that I got sick. That's it. That's it. And now I value health because I've been in sick relationships and I've had sick childhood experiences and I've had sick pastors and I've had sick leaders and I have sick parents. But is there anybody under the sound of our voice that is watching this message on tonight where you have arrived to this place? I want health. I want health. Even if it hurts, I want health. I may not like it, but I want health. It may go against my comfort zone, but I want health. I may be stretched, but I want health. Yeah. I no longer want to be comfortable with sickness. I desire health. Oh my God. I desire health. 
And, and really what we're experiencing, because the enemy will lie to you and say things, you're never going to get this. Look at you, you're still struggling. Oh, you did it again. Oops, I did it again. You did it again, over and over and over. But you don't even recognize this is the withdrawals of unlearning. <sighs> this is so good. You're having withdrawals from unlearning. It's not that you're not changing. It's not that God is not working on your life. It's not that God is not planning stuff for your future. The reason it's so difficult is because you're having withdrawals yeah. of unlearning. Like, like it's, it's hard because I used to just, just cuss people out. Mm-hmm. I have to unlearn that, and now I have to learn how to hold my peace. Right. That wasn't my experience. My parents didn't do it. I never have been around that type of environment. I have to unlearn clapping back. Yes. Yeah, I, I have to unlearn I have to unlearn always having my way. Because in the, king's, in the kingdom, it's all about Jesus' way, the right. king's way. I have to unlearn always having the final say. Because for the Christ follower, this is redeeming the kingdom agenda. The scriptures have the highest authority in our life. Yeah. So I have my feelings, and then I'll confront it with the word of God. Does the word of God align with how I'm feeling? And if it does not align with how I'm feeling, God help me to change my feelings to line up with yours. That's good. That's good. I, I am trying to get a heart that follows the word of God. Mm. Maybe it's so hard for me to stop smoking weed and for me to stop getting drunk is because I have to unlearn doing mental escapes with substances. That has been my pattern, but I have to unlearn when I want to mentally escape. It may not be using weed. It may not be using alcohol. It may be using a vacation. It may be using a staycation. (laughs) I just need some me time because I'm kind of stressed and now I'm stressed and it's revealing the Sabbath principle has not been implemented. Mm -mm -mm. That does not mean I need to escape with a high. I possibly need to escape with a vacation. I need to just escape with just having a moment for myself. This is the withdrawals of a learning, the withdrawals of dysfunction. God is after the heart. I'm going to give you a Bible. Look at this. Proverbs 27, verse 19. It says, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if I just look at a person's life, if I just look at the choices that they're making in life, it reflects the state of the heart. This is why I stated before, I have a little issue with individuals who have so much advice, but when we look at your life, we can't tell it works. Right. I mean, you have all, but you just do this, girl. We just got to do this, bro. Yeah, but this is what you, why can't we look at your life and see all the wisdom that you're extending? You're also eating from that fruit. (laughs) As water reflects the faith, face so one's life reflects the heart uh proverbs chapter 17 verse 22 it says a cheerful heart is good medicine y'all missed it say listen medication medication for your spirit is trying to give you cheerful things i want you to have joy but look at this look at this but a crushed spirit dries up the bones i have to rehabilitate your heart some of us you don't even remember the last time you had a cheerful heart Right. You know, even the last time you, you had a sense of fulfillment. Yeah. Genuine joy. Genuine right. joy. And it wasn't due to anything material. Right. Wasn't due to anything material. Right. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. For you to be able to see me, for you be able to understand my revelations, right. I have to deal with your heart. Yeah. Give you more Bible. Yeah. Psalms chapter 119, verse 11, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. A lot of us have hid pain mm. in our heart so that I keep on sinning against you. Good. Proverbs 51, this is the ultimate prayer. This is my desire. Yeah. This is our desire. Psalms 51, verse 10, it says, create in me a pure heart. Oh, God, renew a steadfast spirit within me. See, one of the biggest struggles that my wife and I have seen as we serve people, as we have traveled abroad and even locally, is we love our dysfunction. Oh, it's about to get real now. (laughs) We love our dysfunction. If you want to kindle a man's anger, if you want to get a sister's neck popping, if you want to get a sister to start grabbing air, 
what you mean by that? What you trying to say? If you want to get her to just start grabbing air, all you have to do is first disturb. Of <laughs> first of all, Wait if you want to get that first of all in that neck, <laughs> all you have to do is disturb the bed of dysfunction. That's good. That's it. Disturb what they think is normal that is actually dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And what is dysfunction? Dysfunction has us in a house that is on fire. But instead of us trying to get out, we enjoy the heat. It's crazy. Did y'all hear me? Dysfunction has you in a house mm -hmm. that is on fire. Yeah. But instead of you looking for an exit, you enjoy the heat. We will fight for our dysfunction. Mm -hmm. We will defend our dysfunction. Right. We will clap back right. about our dysfunction. Right. Watch this. We will share dysfunction masked as giving advice. Right. That's so good. <laughs> Share dysfunction. Yeah. Dysfunction after dysfunction. And what we have learned that is actually kind of discouraging is when you present to people what you think is functional is actually dysfunctional. Yep. They will get upset at you because people don't like being untaught. People don't like unlearning. Right. They do not like unlearning. I'm going to tell you why. First, I want to watch this. How many of us in the room watching this, just put it in the room. How many of us grew up unchurched? We grew up in church. Hand raise emoji. You could just put it as me. You grew up unchurched. 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 Or how about how many of us grew up Pentecostal? Grew up Baptist? Mm -hmm. Lutheran? Catholic? Kojic? <laughs> how many of us grew up with these different beliefs? What you'll notice is as you look in the room, one person was unchurched, another person was Baptist, right. another person was Catholic, another person possibly grew up with Islam. We have all of these different perspectives about God. Mm. We have all been taught different lessons about God. So what that means is there is a heightened probability that all of us believe different things about the same thing. That's good. Okay? We believe different things about the same thing. And so what happens is when we give you scripture, this is why week after week I'm like, I'm going to give you Bible. 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 I don't give opinion. I'm going to give you Bible. Right. The reason I do that is because I want you to see it is possible for you to believe something for decades that has been wrong. Right. Right. It has been wrong. And the reason we all need rehab is because we have formulated addictions on the wrong substances. Bad doctrine creates bad living. Right. When I have bad doctrine, I will have a bad mindset. Mm -hmm. This is how people can be a part of the Ku Klux Klan, say they love Jesus, right. but hate certain people. Right, right. Because I'm reading the same book you're reading, and sometimes out of the, out of the perversion of the heart, it messes up how I interpret scripture. Right. You can find the scripture to corroborate anything you believe if you have a perverted heart. It's not just reading the word. Jesus would ask his disciples, he would ask the Pharisees this question, how do you understand it? I know you're reading it, but how do, you, how do you interpret this? How do you interpret this? Because I want you to see it's possible for you to believe something the wrong way. And the discouraging part is we have learned people many times don't want to be challenged to unlearn right. what they thought was normal. Right. Because if I listen to you, it will cause me to begin to question, if I've been wrong in this area, right. how many other areas am I possibly wrong in? Yes. And I don't want to deal with the massive construction work right. of allowing the Holy Spirit to be a wrecking ball right. and allow the Holy Spirit to wreck my preferences and wreck my outlook and wreck what I want and wreck how I think. I don't want to deal with all of that because that demolition project is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I'd rather cleave and hold on and be intimate with my ignorance. But then I want a baby of wisdom. Wow. And can I say this? Go ahead. I think it's um, it's also like your first teachers, right? So maybe it could be your parents or, hmm. or, or, or friends or loved ones or a circle of people that have been in your, his, in your history, yeah. right? And so if you realize this is wrong 
or this was the, the way that they think this this isn't right or the way yeah. that they live life their perspective the way that what they believe their perception yeah. this is not right yeah. and so sometimes the uncomfortability comes because you have to confront those people mm-hmm. or those places and those situations because you've had so much history with them. Yeah. So it's the uncomfortability of saying, hey, people that I love, yeah. you, this may not have been wrong. And that uncomfortability, like that tug of war within you of saying like, oh, this is what I've known all my life or these people I know love me yeah. and this is what I came from, yeah. but this isn't right. Yeah. And a lot of people have to go through that struggle of understanding like, okay, I don't have to separate myself completely from this people, these people, but I do have to separate my, proce- my thought processes from the way that they're thinking. Mm. And that sometimes can be difficult and it is uncomfortable. That's why I'm saying the enemy wants you to stay in those comfort zones and those, right. that comfortability, but God is like, no, I know that's what you grew up in. I know yeah. that's what you've always known. I know that's what you've been exposed to, but yeah. that is not my will. That's yeah. not what I want. And maybe God is using you hmm. to be that person in your family. Talk. Maybe God is being you to be that individual in your circle or in your community to say, hey, this is not what God wants. Like my, God may be using you as the voice Uh, To to make the change, to spawn or to spark uh, the new thing that God is doing. And so you can lead others. And that's why the word says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed Transformed. by the renewing of your mind. So it it, it starts with like, hey, I have to completely rewire my brain and my and my soul um, to what is right. Or, or what God wants and not to what I have known for so long. Yeah. And that that's scary a lot of times. Mm-hmm. That that's like, wait a minute, like my whole my whole life has been a I mean, and, and that's that could be really, really scary. Like I said, you you could you really could be to a place like my low my whole life has been a lie. Hmm. Or my every everything that I've grown up in or everything that I've known, everything that I hold dear, this is not truth. Yeah. And that is that is something that can be very daunting. But God, the more that you walk with him and the more that you draw closer to him, he will he will give you that comfort in him. Yeah. You know, and so so you are not even no longer comfortable in those spaces. And one thing that um, that I want to say back to my first um, example about comfortability in the bed. God wants us to get to the point where we don't even need the alarm clock. Right. He wants us to get to that place in him to where we get up before the alarm clock because we are so ready to to forge ahead. We are so ready to move forward. We're so ready to to embark on whatever God wants us to do. He doesn't even want us to rely on that anymore. Not let alone the snooze button and and staying in those comfortable places. God is like, hey, I want you to get up before that. I want, I'm using that, that clock as like, okay, wake you up, wake you up. But I want you to get to a place where you are so ready. You are like, oh, time to get up to start today. You don't need that. Okay. And that, that's a process that you have to get to. And that's why you go through rehab. That's why, I mean, it's called heart rehab. You're doing spiritual rehab saying, God, renew my mind, yeah. renew my heart, renew my thinking, yeah. help me <laughs> to, uh, to, to let go of thought processes that I've held on to so dearly and so tightly because it's yeah. become so much a part of me. Yeah. This is who I am. This is been this is what has shaped my world. Yeah. Living this way, being this way, acting this way, behaving this way, treating people this way. This has been me. Yeah. And now God is creating in us a new thing and we have to be willing to do that. And I know for me um a lot of the dysfunction that I had, or one of the things, the dysfunctional things that I had that in, in, in our personal lives um, is that um, the mindset where you have just enough, hmm. right? Like, environment of a survivor. Yeah, the, the, the environment, that, that's what it is. The environment of a survivorless. Like, I, hmm. I have just enough. You know, because my mother um, was an amazing woman, single mother. She did her very best, but we always had just enough, and sometimes we didn't have enough. Yeah. Right. So I got kind of used to like, okay, I, I, as long as I have enough Mm -hmm. to make it, we're good. As long as my bills are paid, as long as I have clothes, as long as I have food, we're good. Like I don't need 
an, ex- an excessive amount because right. I never really had it. Right. So I, I had to get to a point where it's okay to have more than enough, not for myself, mm-hmm. but because God can be using it for others. And see, my husband, on the contrary, is like, listen, he's that go-getter. He's like, I- I'm going to have more than enough because I know that it's not just for me. It's for others. And if we don't have enough, then we can't do what we need to do for the rest of the world. And so we had some conflict <laughs> at one point because I'm like, no, we don't need all that. No, no, I don't think that's necessary. And he's like, man, you don't know what I'm trying to do. You're not seeing where God is taking us and you're not seeing what God is doing because I'm like... I'm, I'm comfortable right here. We don't need to do this. He was like, this is not about us. This is not about you and me. It happened the other day. This is about, this is greater. God wants us to, to do more. God, uh, he's not just thinking about, you know, us right now. Mm. He's, we're not just trying to get through 2021. And listen, let's not confuse like God will take care of you right now. You know, don't worry about tomorrow. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about using wisdom and planning and and planting seeds so God can 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 multiply it and God can do what you know what he's doing in you so you can help other people in this world can I get somebody to put in the room I have the God factor I have the God factor. that's for somebody who doesn't think they're going to get accepted that's for somebody who doesn't think they're going to get approved and if you don't that was not yours but God has something else I have the God factor. All caps, all caps. I have the God factor. You have to understand this. God never cracks the Red Sea so that you can return. He only cracks the sea so that you can advance. Amen. Okay? So missing something is not a permission slip to return. Because God never does the miraculous for you to return. He does the miraculous so that you can become, evolve, and advance. All right? So you have to understand this. A lot of us, we're going a little bit deeper. You don't just miss the person or the position. You miss the idea. You miss the idea of what that marriage looked like. You miss the idea of how that platform would be. You miss the idea of being successful. You miss the idea because if we really were to evaluate and tell the truth, you don't want them anymore. Mm -hmm. I just want the idea. I don't really even want that position at that place anymore. I just want the idea. And so God is trying to get us to understand a lot of us, what you're thinking is the idea is actually an idol. It's an idol. And I want to get you to a place where you look at me That's good. as your source, not just your resource. There's a particular store. I don't know if it's national. I don't know if it's, I'm pretty sure it's not global. <laughs> but there's a store I do not necessarily like. This is no shade to them, but I don't like their store. It's called Marshalls. Any store like Marshalls, I like um, Marshalls. A TJ Maxx, things like that, I, I, don't really, I don't really, you know, go to stores like that. Mainly because um, whatever I like, they only have it in one size. Sometimes. No, the majority of the time. You can see something you really like, and all they have is a smedium. <laughs> all they have is a smedium. I'm looking all through the rack. I want, I'm looking all and through I the like rack. And I like the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like they only have one size. Yeah. A lot of us haven't recognized that growing comes without growing. Hmm. When you're going to grow, this means by default you're going to outgrow something. That's good. All right? Mm -hmm. So what if you're missing something that is no longer in your size? That's good. What if if you're missing something that is no longer in your size? So it's it's almost like we go to the store and I see this jacket and I really like this jacket. I said, I think it's pretty dope. Flowers, my last name, flowers. You know, I'm kind of feeling it. So I'm looking all through the rack to try to find... This in my size. Right. But this is the only one they have. Now, don't y'all judge me because I firmly believe that somebody else has done this. Have you ever seen something that was too small, but you wanted it so bad that you still bought it? Yep. (laughs) I've done it. Let's let's reverse this question where it hits home. (laughs) What are you paying for that's too small? Come on. Don't fit you. What are you playing? What are you paying for that's too small for your vision? Mm. That's too small for your next. That's too small for your ministry. What are you paying for that's too small? See, a lot of us, this, this is how you look in the spirit. There's something that you miss. Oh, Lord. There's something that you miss and something that you have outgrown. But you want it so bad that you're trying to fit it. I can't even put this all over my shoulders. <laughs> 
And this is how some of us look in the spirit. Maybe this is why you can't give worship. Oops. Maybe this is why you can't surrender. Because I'm trying to fit outfits that I really like it, but it's too small for me. Right. God is trying to get you to understand when I rehabilitate your heart, there are certain things that will no longer fit. You are looking down an aisle that is too small for you. You are looking down a pasture that is too small for you. You are looking for relationships that are too small for you. You don't know how funny I look up here preaching like this. I can't even hardly do anything. I'm not as effective (laughs) preaching like this because I'm limited in my mobility. Y'all not hearing me. I can't even clap. Can I clap? I'm limited in my mobility because I'm trying to fit in something that's too small. Yes. Who is watching this message yes. that God is trying to do something massive, yes. but you have all something that's too small. Your mindset is too small. Yes. Your dreams are too small. Woo. You don't even believe yes. that God can do the miraculous. Yes. Now, this is how it gets dangerous, though. How it gets dangerous is when, yeah, it's too small for you, but you with someone or with a certain place or an environment environment where what is too small for you now still fits them. Oh, Lord, Help have mercy. Us. Oh, so now I have to deal with how I used to be is too small, yeah. but what I'm in love with can still wear it. Come on. The place can still wear that attitude. Yeah, she can still wear that lust. I've been hearing this sermon, and I heard something called the sex trap that messed me up, and I told him, and I told her because girls do too. I told her, we're not having sex anymore, right. and she's having an attitude, and sometimes it takes a word like this right. for you to have a spiritual eye. Yeah. Y'all not having relationship problems. What y'all are having is she can wear something that you've outgrown. She can wear something that you have outgrown, and now you're going to have to deal with making the choice of trusting I have something in your size or will you risk trying to keep this because it's wearing something that's familiar to you? Mm. This is can powerful, I, y'all. Can I say this? Yeah. You have to pray for courage Woo. to do this. Talk. When this has been like a lifestyle or a pattern that you have had for so, so long, ask God, give me the courage mm. to leave this behind. Mm. And give me the faith to press forward with what you want from me. Yes. Because the enemy is going to, he's going to bring fear. Like, you can't do this. Or this is not going to work for you. Or you're going to be left alone. Or nobody's going to support you. Or this is something new that nobody's done for before. So you really shouldn't do it. Like, stay exactly where you are because yeah. this is not where you need to go. Like, the enemy is going to bring that fear on you. But you have to pray. So your prayer should be, God, give me the courage yeah. to move forward. Give me the courage, God, to move past. Yeah. Give me the, per- the courage, God, to press on and not stay in something that is too small for me hmm. because it's inhibiting me. It's stopping me. It's holding me back. It's keeping me comfortable. Hmm. It's keeping me in a place where I can't grow. Like, OK, like, for example, when you are um, when you're when you're planting like flowers and stuff and you start like with little buds, you change the potting because the roots can no longer grow. It starts breaking out of the pot. You have to repot stuff so it can grow to its full capacity so you don't want to stay stuck in this little old itty bitty container because God wants you to keep growing so pray for God give me the courage to move past this even if it's daunting even if it's scary even if nobody is doing this even if I'm the only one God give me the courage to move forward So, so when you're in a situation where you miss what you have outgrown. What do you do? What do you do when you miss it? What do you do when you miss that? What do you do when you miss them? Point number one, king me. Mm. That's, what, that's what Jesus is saying. Somebody right now is watching this message with tears in your eyes. He's saying, you have to king me. You can't do this on your own strength. This is why you feel stuck because you keep on doing things on your own strength. You have to king me. Yeah. Just like I stated before in checkers, once you get to the other side, you tell your opponent, king me. Jesus is saying, listen, I have already taken the wrath of God on the cross. I've got you in a position where you can come over to the other side, where you can be called son and daughter. Now king me, and I can empower you to do stuff that you normally couldn't do on the board on your own. Mm. 
Number two, it's going to get rough now. You have to unlearn the pattern. Right. Unlearn the pattern. Unlearn the pattern. Literally, all of us, you are one choice away from a new life. Everybody, you are one choice away from a new life. And many times, new beginnings are painful endings in disguise. Did y'all hear me? Yeah. New beginnings are painful endings in disguise. Mm. So just like this chart that you see before you, patterns, this is the formula. This is the formula. You have patterns, you have rhythms, and you have systems. Yeah. God is saying, okay, for you to stop missing this, we have to adjust the pattern. So I have to get you to a place where you stop looking for the pattern of the good morning text. Yeah. You stop looking for the pattern of them coming over at four o'clock. I have to unlearn the pattern. Mm. Okay. Number two, unlearn the person. Some of us, you lost you to keep them. You were so busy forgiving them for all the times that they hurt you mm -hmm. that you didn't even see the red flag that this is not for you. Right. This place is not healthy for you. You have to unlearn the person that you became due to the person that they were. Right. You have to unlearn the person that you became due to the place that you were. Right. I have to unlearn the person. Mm. Now listen, when you unlearn the person, it exposes attachments. Yes. This is why some people don't like to see you in, like to see you evolve because there's a there's a difference between connection and attachment. Connections give you power and access. Attachments take your power and access. Okay? So if you are connected to me but you don't have power and I recognize you're no longer good for me, you're now going to be powerless because you are getting life from me. Does that make sense? Yes. It's just like an outlet. So you have to understand when you evolve, the reason there's so much resistance from certain people because you are now a connection because you are connected to the power source yeah. and they were attachment to you. This is powerful, y'all. Unlearn the person. Then number three, unlearn the idea. Unlearn the idea. Listen, not working on recovery is working towards relapse. Not working towards recovery is working towards relapse. That's good. I have to unlearn the idea. I wanted this. I desired that. Unlearn that to get it now to become what does God want. Mm. Unlearn the idea. Then we have number four, learn the assignment. Purpose expedites healing. Purpose expedites healing. The reason you miss them so much many times is because I'm not in purpose. The reason I miss it so much is because I'm not in purpose. When you are in purpose, it allows you to heal faster. That's good. That's good. Lastly, be a billboard. That's what this whole heart rehab series is about. Yeah. You being a billboard. This is what Jesus did in my life. This is what Jesus did to my heart. This is what Jesus is doing in my singleness. This is what Jesus is doing in my marriage. This is what Jesus is doing in my life. And since I have surrendered to the heart rehabilitation, I now could be a billboard and let the whole world know I know who rehabs hearts. So God, would you, would you just, would you give us a different perspective? Maybe we don't just miss it. We miss the idea. Would you help us to be able to see in the spirit, just like this natural illustration, are we trying to fit something that's too small for what you're trying to do? And God, would you convict us for trying to pay for things that are too small? So that this scripture we read in Isaiah, forget the former things and do not dwell on the path in the past. We could put an implementation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.